Hello, this is the second real episode of the Overthinking Geek. Sorry about that last one, um, but it was just, you know, like I said last time in the last episode, um, it was just a lot going on, and so we are back, and we are going to be doing a long um, episode, and I don't think we're going to split it up into two episodes, it's just going to be one long one. And you'll have to suffer through it because, you know, we sound nice. Or I sound nice. I don't know what Auntie thinks. What do you think, Auntie? Do you I sound good? I think you sound great. <laughs> well, what about you? I don't know. I was surprised. That we have the Blue Yeti and on your recommendation. And I'm very happy with the way my voice sounds on it. I'm not. Uh, You're not? My mom says that I sound way more mature. Um Oh, yeah. I think you sound good. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so I actually have some just personal stuff to talk about right in the beginning. Um, now, at school, we use Google Classroom now, and the teacher didn't want us to do um, to use the actual app. She wanted us to go online and go to classroom.google.com, but... She said that it was because it was all buggy, and in my opinion, we have an obligation to um, report bugs, and that's what all the Google um, apps, at least, have. They have, in the app, you can either send feedback or report a bug. And I have actually, once I knew this, I went into Inbox, um, and I sent them some feedback. I was like, hey, can you make it so that it'll tell us... um, that this thing happens when this thing happens. And I don't think they're ever going to email me back, but I feel that there's an obligation to send feedback to a develop to a developer whether it's Google or not. You should still say that oh, the bug in this app should be fixed and I don't like how it does this. I mean, what do you think? Because I've sent feedback to only a couple app developers, but I felt that it was totally worth it. Like, what do you, what do you think? Well, yeah, I agree. If it's an app that I use a lot and I really like, then yes, I will send feedback. In the Google Classroom instance, I think that it is equally important because if your teacher wants to use it, I think the apps are more convenient, aren't they? You can do the app from... Definitely. Just about anywhere. Yeah. And and I, it's just been a pain. Um, I'm just going to interrupt you here, but okay. it's just been a pain in the web, like in the web uh, site to like um, pass things in because she also wants us to like pass things in um, through the website. And it's like a lot harder than I think it would be in the app. I haven't actually downloaded and tried out the app yet, but... You know, I actually think that it might just be easier to send a bug report or uh, send some feedback. But yeah, keep keep saying what you're saying. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. I've never been to a Google Classroom, so... It's really just for, like, actual classrooms. Um, I, what I want to see is online um, colleges and stuff start to use this. Right. Because it's awfully convenient. And... 
I actually think that it would help out a lot, especially in some online spaces. Maybe not in the physical classroom like we have now. I think that it would just be easier to um, print things out. And yeah, so I don't know. It's just my opinion. So what kinds of things does she feel that are buggy? Well, I don't know. Uh, she was just like, all right, just go to the website. Don't download the app because it's buggy. And I was thinking um, it could be that it was just like, because there are a couple glitches in, um, what is it, the Google Music app that I have. Um, I could record it, but it's, it's really weird. And... Um, it's not, it's just a visual thing. It, like, uh, drops frames and then goes black really fast and then oh. goes back to, like, what you were seeing when you scroll and stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe that was what she considered a bug, but I I certainly wouldn't. Oh, so maybe people weren't able to get their homework up there with the app and that just caused And that could also be it. Problems. I have no idea. I didn't ask her, so I don't know. Hmm. Well, you'll have to show me how it works. I have used with online college courses, not really a similar thing where you'd go on and chat with your fellow students. Do you have that ability too? No. Um, she said that in the other class, there were actually some people who just started posting stuff because um, they thought it was a social network instead. Oh. <laughs> uh, because you can do that. You can post your own stuff and do comments and stuff. So Okay, but you don't go on and discuss the assignment or anything like that? No, not that I know of. Yep. We, we really only use it to know what we're supposed to do and then pass in our writing assignments. Okay. Interesting. And do you like it so far? I mean, how is the web portion the of web it? The web interface is fine, mm -hmm. um, but it... I feel like having an app would actually be a lot easier because in the app, it would take up the whole screen and then there could be like a big button to be like, pass in this assignment. Because right now they want you to go and hit add and then go here and wait for it to load and then go to Google Drive and then pick your file. Having a drag it, like, this is why I want the school to get Chromebooks so bad, because having a drag-and-drop interface would be a lot easier right. than having um, to, like, go here and go there and fix this and do that. It, and the Chromebooks, people... Uh, right now we have iPads. I was going to say, you're doing this on an Apple product, right? Yeah. And yeah. so what I, what I want the school to do... and. They're all hooked into the Apple ecosystem. They have the 27-inch iMacs and the computer lab, and they have the this and the that, and they have the Apple Airport Express. Not that those routers are bad, because I actually really do like those routers. They're yeah. just really expensive. I've heard good things about them. Yeah, and um, I feel that you can actually get a good ecosystem, like a good Google ecosystem, um, if you're thinking, like, Google Cloud Print, um, Google Cloud Print printers, and then having a bunch of Chromebooks. You could even get like the cheap um, two hundred dollar whatever whatever they're called um, Acer CS seven twenties, right? Uh, or C seven twenties, and those those aren't that bad either. Um, 
and so I think instead of spending 500 or 400 bucks on iPads, you could get a $200 Chromebook that is actually better. And kids our age actually need to learn how to use a QWERTY keyboard, in my opinion, because yes. <laughs> when when you grow up, you're, you're not going to always have your iPad touch interface. You're going to have, I mean, eventually we might have holographics, but I think that once we grow up, it's going to be QWERTY keyboards when you're doing, like, journalism or any sort of typing or anything. And then it's going to skip over to, like, some uh, holographic thing, like the Microsoft holographic interface, whatever it's called. Yeah. HoloLens or something. Mm-hmm. Those are just my thoughts. Well, I'm impressed that they're even using the Google Classroom. Me too, but... I think that Apple hasn't really tried to keep, well, I mean, they have tried to keep their um, school people, what you call it, thingies, um, but they haven't, like, made apps, they haven't made web interfaces, they haven't done that sort of stuff to, like, make the teachers and the school board and stuff want to u keep an Apple product for a long time. They're... They're just like, buy our iPads because you can't get in trouble with them, and you can't, like, do this and that. But that's the same with the Chromebook. You, can, um, you can't get malware on them. They're easy to use. Right. They're extremely easy to use. And they're not, like, they're, they're easy to use. And, and I, I can't come up with thoughts anymore. I'm just kind of, like, stuttering now. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. Right, but for people that haven't experienced a Chromebook, it's a, it's a leap. It is, it is. And that's why it was kind of weird for me when I went from using Windows 7 to a Chromebook. I was like, wait, you can't download this program? Right. But once you get used to it, uh, it's just really easy. And, yeah. Well, maybe you need to go talk to the IT people. We have no IT people there. Oh, um, there must be. We have like a computer lab teacher, and that's about it. Well, somebody must be setting up the network. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking it was probably the computer teacher, but then um, I knew that there were some like college members in our local colleges that came right. over and did do some sort of stuff, and I didn't know what it was, so I was thinking maybe it was them, but I don't know. Right. It's really up to the school board and the principal. Yeah. Well, that would make sense to hire some some college kids. It'd be a a project that they could get credit for. Definitely. And, and I, if I was in college, I would love that. Mm-hmm. And then you would, in theory, have the latest and greatest uh, for security and things. Definitely. And that's kind of the lure of Apple. It's like... You can't get malware on our systems. Well, that's not true. It kind of is for the uh, teachers. They don't want you to, like, mess up the Wi-Fi networks and stuff. Right. Because that's what some malware will do. It'll uh, go into your router settings and, like, have it download malware onto all your systems. But that's why you get a Chromebook. You can't mess up with a Chromebook, really. The only thing you can do is drop it, and it's only 200 bucks. Right. Somebody yeah. in our class, they cracked their iPad three times, and now it's up to, like, over 100 bucks to get a replacement. Oh. I know. And they've already paid, like, 
I think it's like 50 for the first time and then 75 for the next time. So it's a lot. That is a lot. And side note, Julia. Julia is my cousin and auntie's daughter, I should mention. And her iPhone 6 Plus has broken her screen already. Oh boy. See, that's the thing with the iPhones. It's like you hold them and they're so thin and beautiful and you're like, this is the best phone ever. And then you're like, I don't want to put a case on it. I can't put a case on it. Did she get that from T-Mobile? She got it from Verizon and she does have a case on it. So how'd she break it? It was in a backpack and she leaned back on it. Did she have like a, oh, 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 I get what you're saying. So there was like something sticking out and then it pushed against the screen. Oh, I don't know. She, yeah, but she had it in a case and the screen still broke. So I don't know if it's because it's so big, because it is a big thing. It's like a yeah. mini tablet. She hasn't even had it two months. Yeah, that's, um, is there like an insurance plan or something? I believe she has the insurance plan. That's good. Yes. I looked into Verizon for a little while. I read everything about them, um, and I think you can buy, like, this one thing, but it's expensive. It's, like, 16 bucks a month or something. It's a lot, and after a while, um, if you can hear that, that's a snowmobile. That's really annoying. Um, But after after a while, it's it's not even worth it, and you should just buy, like, a new one, new phone if you break it, unless you're, like, prone to dropping them all the time which she is (laughs) well speaking of broken screens since we've talked for 15 minutes about this uh google classroom thing (laughs) all right uh i broke my uh galaxy s4 screen i remember um but it's like two little cracks and actually if you tilt it right you can't even notice it but um there is something i can do about it i can replace the screen or i can sell it and buy something new personally i would rather um replace the screen because if you do that then it puts the price like the resale value up 50 bucks right and um the stuff is only i think 35 bucks to um replace the entire screen including the screen the little heat suction cup thingy uh, that melts it on or something, mm-hmm. and everything everything that you need. And I've actually been thinking about doing that. It's just a big project. And, well, actually, I'd, I'd have to watch some videos on it first. Um, but So did you go to iFixit? Yep, iFixit has all that kind of stuff. Right. I actually, like, Googled it, and um, it had... Oh, what was it? It was like, replace your Galaxy S4 screen with all this stuff, and it took me to iFixit, and it just had everything in my cart, and I was like, okay, so I might be buying that. And even if I, um, even if I buy it, I could probably eventually, uh, use it to, like, so, like, say somebody else breaks their screen, I can just be like, all right, Send me your phone with a passcode on it and encrypted just so you can feel safe. And then, ah, that stupid snowmobile. And then, um, send me your screen and then I'll replace it for you. Mm -hmm. And I could, it would be totally worth it since it's only like 33 bucks for the most expensive thing. 
Right. Right. I think it would be a good thing for you to do, to, to learn how to do. Yeah. I saw it on, um, I think it was KnowHow on twit.tv slash KnowHow. Um, one of them was doing a uh, screen replacement on a Galaxy S3. Pretty cool. Yep. Well, I think you should do it. Go for it. Oh, this snowmobile. I, I'll just have to edit this out, I guess. I don't know. I can't hear it. Well, you're on my phone. Um, oh. The mic might be picking it up. Oh, well. All right. So, Imagine Dragons has a new album, and I went to their little YouTube, whatchamacallit, thingy. They had already released two songs, and I think that they're, I think, I think that they're doing, like, a slow release or something. Yes. Of, like, song by song, which is actually pretty cool, and I've never seen this before. Uh, so, it, I thought it was pretty cool. I've bought two of their songs. No, no, no. One. One of their songs. One out of the two that they released. And I like it, but I don't know when the entire album's coming out or if there is any, like, a new album. So, I don't know. Right. Pretty cool, though. I mean, have you heard of any any band doing this before? I don't know much about music, but there are some, I'm trying to think of the name, that release on the internet. You buy directly from them. What about Jonathan Colton? Never heard of him. See, I actually really don't care about music because it, because it doesn't affect me really emotionally. Like, right. I'll listen to a song, like, four times, and I'll be like, eh, okay, that's cool, and then move on. So, yes. I don't know. I'm not really into music that much. Right. But uh, Chromecast gave me an offer. It was like, hey, get a free six-buck gift card to... Uh, Google Play. Actually, it still might be up. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's still available if you go into Chromecast and then pick the Chromecast and then, um, what is it? I think it's, I think you hit the settings button in that Chromecast and then you can hit check for offers and then you can go in. I yes. just bought a couple songs with that and I I think that was it. I still have like 250 left. But mm-hmm. it's just nice to save that two fifty for a ninety nine cent something or other that I want to buy every now and then. Exactly, I got the Vivo Fit first generation, not the second one that was just released because I wasn't sure that I even wanted a smart band or a fitness band. It's not really a watch; it's a fitness device, and I thought it would be good to try it. And so far, so good. I got the heart rate monitor with it. Couple things. Were the heart rate monitor and the band sold separately? Well, they are. You buy them. They come in two different packages, yes. But the heart monitor thing will work with anything else. It doesn't, it's not specific to the Vivo Fit. So I can use it for other things. Uh, As a tracker... It mainly does steps. It doesn't know, if you don't have the band on, it doesn't know how hard your body's working. So it just measures your steps, which is kind of hit and miss. You know, it's a good information to have, but I wanted it more for the heart rate stuff. So I would know how hard I was working to make sure I get my cardio because I sit behind a computer. 
<laughs> See, um, I was thinking about getting a fitness band when I first broke my hundred bucks, and I was like, "All right, well, I have a hundred bucks to spend. What could I buy that's cool?" And I was like, "All right, I'll buy a fitness band." But then I was like, "Wait, I don't do any fitness. It's pointless." Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a mistake, by the way. Uh, nah. <laughs> But it was funny. I I got a good laugh out of that. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get this, and it can do all this stuff. And then I was like, wait a minute. The only right. the only thing that I do is I get up to go and find my, um, my goldfish. That's really all I do. <laughs> and I'm not going to wear it at school because it just looks weird. Well, it does look kind of weird. No, I don't think any of them are really that attractive. No. But well, actually, they um, will get better. I think but, so. I'm glad that I bought it. I'm glad I didn't spend two hundred and fifty dollars on something because this works fine for what I need. It's just a little more information. It does do sleep tracking. I haven't found that very useful, so I don't do it. Um, but you can. I think it undercounts how much you're walking because I kind of tested it against my phone. I've got a tracker on my phone, which has GPS and this does not. So I think it underestimates a little bit, but it's a good tool just to, as a check to make sure you're moving enough during the day. That would just depress me. Well, yeah, cause you don't move. Sure. I do. Actually, we do have an elliptical <laughs> downstairs. I should start using that. Yes. Yes, you should. All right. Uh, but you'd be surprised how many steps you'd get in a day. Because it counts every time you move. You get up, you go to the bathroom, you go out to the kitchen, you go out to get the mail, whatever. Yeah. You'd be surprised how much it added up to. All right. So um, I downloaded Ubuntu onto our old-ish Windows laptop. It's about five or six years old. Uh, it's running Windows 7, and it had just gotten actually a lot worse so um i'd gotten ubuntu just because i had thought about it for a long time and i was like well linux is pretty cool and blah 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 but then i never actually took the step so i had nothing to do yesterday literally nothing to do i was just gonna sit around and do nothing so i was like all right why not do something worthwhile and download ubuntu so I did it. It was super easy. It just took a long time to download the ISO because it kind of, um, we're, well, the computer still has an HHD and not an SSD. So it's kind of like <laughs> slow. And it was only, I like my SSD. I don't think I can ever go back. No, it, it's awful. Uh, it was a one and a half gigabyte file or two gigabyte file. It took over two hours, three hours to download. It was yeah, ridiculous. But you can't blame that on your hard drive. I most certainly can because no. it was not the Wi-Fi because <laughs> I could download everything else perfectly fine on my phone and everything. It well, was I'm sure snappy. it was a very large file. It was. Um, but it, it was downloading, I think it was um, 1,024 kilobytes every... Uh, I think it was a, over a minute. So it had the little progress bar, and it was like, all right, uh, I have done um, 8.4 megs, 
so far, and then it goes up to 8.5 after like a minute, and it was just awful. <laughs> it was agonizing. Yes. All right. Especially when you're waiting patiently, right? Yeah. Um, luckily, I had my Chromebook next to me, so I could sit around and literally do nothing. But um, when I was downloading it, I didn't want to talk to anybody. So what I did was I went into command prompt, and then I changed the color of the text to red, and then I put up two right next to each other. So then it looked like I uh, was actually like a pro hacker and stuff. And then I typed in drive query and then query, query. And then once you do that, it'll show you all your drivers, but it looks like it's like hacking something. So whenever somebody came up and tried to talk to me, I'd just type in drive query and then hit enter. And then it would like look like I was doing something like super sophisticated. And I was like, whoa, this kid's like busy. Maybe I shouldn't talk to him. So it was, right. it was awesome. Or maybe I should turn him in. <laughs> I, I told them, my mom, I was like, yeah, I hacked the Wi-Fi router, and now I can download malware onto everything. And she's like, well, don't download it onto my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Poor mom. Uh, it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. Okay. So you made yourself, you had lots of fun with it. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, I think it's like um, if you type in color four, then it'll come up as red, like that hacker red that you always see in the movies. Oh, right. It's It, right. it was funny. It was, oh, it was so funny because people would walk up and I'd be like, enter, and then it would be like, just start scrolling down over all the drivers. I'm like, oh, I'm going to, okay, okay, let me fix this. And people would just walk away. I was like, yes. I'm antisocial. Do you think they were wondering what you were doing? Uh, I I hope not. They could come up to the wrong conclusion because all I was doing was looking at the drivers on the computers and like, come on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just don't want to know when they see it's a computer. Yeah. They run the other way. And these were like non-sophisticated people either. So I was like, okay, right. just do this. Well, and... if you did that, I wouldn't know that. Well, yeah, because... Um... I would ask about it, but I wouldn't know <laughs> what exactly you were doing. It was, ah, oh, I, I got so happy about that. I was like, yes, I'm king of the world. I'm so smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you want to talk about Quantum Dot? That was, yeah. <laughs> well, Quantum Dot is just another screen technology. Um, I think that that video does a really good job of explaining what it is. I'll put the video in the show notes, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's just is a way of letting more light through is what it seems to come down to. That's what I got out of the video. So your screens are brighter and you get a wider range of colors. They haven't figured out how to get it on small screens yet, though. Why is that? Do you know? Say that again. Why do you, uh, why can't they put it on the smaller screens yet? Because I want a quantum dot screen. Well, I think that that is how it went with OLED too. It starts out on the TVs, on the bigger screens, and over time they figure out how to condense it down to the small screens. Now, do you think this will be like a flop, like um, uh, what's it called, plasma, 
Or do you think it'll actually be like really I good? I don't think. Well, I mean, Plasma was a flop, but it was really not good because it wasn't a good product. Yeah, it was just because it, of the. Um, when you went to a showroom, it was like, all right, you got these nice, bright, vibrant LED. Well, I shouldn't say vibrant LED backlit uh, LCDs, or you can right. get like this dark, boring plasma. And so people always right. went with the LCDs, and then they got home, and they were like, wait a minute, maybe we should have gotten a plasma. Right. I think the plasma is a better screen. Definitely. But it didn't win. The They didn't get the word out. Yep. They didn't win that war. So same thing. I think it'll come down to cost, and it'll come down to, I think brighter is better on the small screens, especially for older eyes. Brighter is always better. Now, which would you want more, brighter or more vibrant colors? On the small screen? Uh, on the big screen, on your TV. On my TV, probably brighter colors. And on your phone? I would just say brighter. Really? Because I would actually... Well... I would prefer... How much are you going to differentiate, though, on a screen, on a five-inch screen? I don't really? know. I really need to see one of them to actually right. know... And it, yep. like you said, it all does come down to cost. Yes. And how much of a hit on the battery is it going to be? Definitely. Because uh, Super AMOLEDs, they really don't... I mean, if you look anywhere on any phone's battery status usage thingy, the screen will always be the number one. <laughs> Except right. when you have the TechCrunch app on my phone and you leave it going all night. And it uses, like, 50% of your battery, and you're like, oops. Yes. Uh, <laughs> good times. Oh, yeah. All right. So put that link in the show notes. Have people watch, and yep. they can form their own will. It'd be interesting to see how quickly they get it. It was Samsung that he was showing. I don't know if other manufacturers have it also. I'm betting that LG will do something about it, um, Panasonic, stuff like that large people right. maybe some of the smaller ones will have cheaper and uh, maybe sometimes better ones uh, but people won't be buying from the samsung and the lgs and the panasonics from the world yep <sighs> yes. okay um oh here's a good thing to talk about um we have two Raspberry Pi newses. Well, actually, no. One news and one story. The story for me is that I want a live stream camera, and I don't feel like uh, buying a drop cam. And I'm, I really just want it to be in the house, like in the living room, so, like, the cat has no food, and I forget about it. Then I can be like, oh, I need to go feed the cat. And... <laughs> Okay, that was a bad example. <laughs> that seems like a stretch. That that was a bad example. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Here at the Overthinking Geeks, we do not condone the malnutrition of animals. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. But um, a Raspberry Pi will actually work for this. It'll do a live stream camera to the internet. And that's what I really wanted. Uh, I didn't feel like buying a drop cam, not because they're over like priced or because they're bad because they're not either of those i wanted the experience of making one 
And so... Right, creating it yourself. Yeah, and a Raspberry Pi can definitely do that. They have a camera attachment that you can put on, and it's actually pretty cool. And then mm -hmm. I can just hardwire it into the Wi-Fi and be done. And, yeah. Motorcycles. Now it's my turn for the snowmobiles going by. Now, in other Raspberry Pi news, um, Windows 10 might be free for Raspberry Pi developers uh, when it comes out, which would be awesome because if I'm a developer and I'm working with a Raspberry Pi, I would want to try out Windows 10 on the thing, but I don't want to pay 150, 120 bucks for it. Well, I think they're giving it away more and more on smaller screen devices. Isn't it like eight inch or smaller than its uh, free yes. operating system to the OEM? Yes. And then, yep. I think it's like if it's like under two hundred or three hundred something bucks, and the OS is actually, free. I think it's under fifteen inch also, or under four under fourteen inch. Okay, that's for why the laptops, HP which is stream. where the HP Stream comes in. Yeah, that's we had the same thought. That one is so so low priced. Yeah. That's so funny. We were about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> well, that's because I'm interested in that one in particular. It is pretty cool. Yep. All right. We have a ton of Twitter news, and I'm going to actually drop some of it. Um, really quick. Okay. Really quick. I'm going to go through. I don't through. know anything about Twitter. Well, I just use it as a news aggregator, which actually isn't yeah. the best way to use it. But um, I have a Twitter account, but I don't ever <laughs> tweet. Neither do I. I have <laughs> one cat picture. <laughs> All right. So in Twitter news, we have Twitter released direct messaging, um, which is a feature of the Twitter app and I think regular Twitter as well. And you can just send people direct messages. I'm going to try to go through this pretty fast, all right? Um, let's see. Newsweek's Twitter got hacked, and they threatened Obama and his family. Um, Twitter's something C something O. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what he is. It's not the CEO. I know that much. He got his Twitter hacked, and uh, that wasn't good for press. And then Twitter is also missing 4 million users, and they're blaming it on an iOS 8 bug that did not allow people to access their Twitter accounts. And I think that's Whoa. all the Twitter news that, uh, that I got. There, done. <laughs> Easy. Okay. <laughs> um, and I was going to talk about PC renovation, but, you know, I kind of did that with Ubuntu. While I was in the right. Ubuntu settings and stuff, I actually installed it like four times because I didn't take out the USB stick I had downloaded it on. Anyway, um, while I was in there, it showed me all the partitions, and there was actually a Windows recovery partition. And, right. And um, I just assumed that we had a disk that it came with, and then... We just didn't anymore because we lost it. Um, but no, when, they rarely get sent with the PCs now. Yeah, see, I, I had no idea about that. So I just thought that it was lost and I'd have to buy a new one. Apparently, Windows has, or Microsoft, put in a um, recovery partition in the thing. Or a Windows right. something environment. Um, and I'm, I'm actually not sure 
if I can uh, restore windows to like a uh, first like factory reset or you should be able to yes you should be able to okay see unless for some reason that partition is compromised and I don't think it is the one that yep the only reason it confused me was because it was only oh I was gonna say it's only like 9,000 meg or uh, kilobytes megabytes never mind and then I was like wait a minute that is the file size for windows never mind <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that will put it back to exactly like you took it out of the box. All right. I'm going to need your help doing that because I have no idea. Okay. Um, I'm not a Windows person. You are, so there you go, people. Well, that's what I use, so yes. And I have done, I have done the restores before. On what? On my laptops. Which one? Do you have it anymore? Um... The Samsung and the HP. Interesting. And when I, when your dad took Peter's, I did a factory reset on that. From the partition? Yep. That's so cool. Yeah, and got rid of all Peter's, you know, all the data. I backed up all his data and then just did a, a restore. Yeah, I backed up um, all our pictures videos and not our documents because we don't ever use our documents and music yep. and i put them all on a 64 gig one so when i do this um i was actually thinking of buying just like the 90 dollar uh, windows 7 home premium oh. disc but yeah don't if do I, that if i don't have to i definitely won't right the only reason I... W so is the Toshiba just for you? That's that's what I was about to say. I was like, um, Dad said that he might buy a different computer if I could fix up that one for myself, or this one that I'm recording on now, and that would be nice because then I could try boot um, some stuff, which would actually be really, really cool. I could uh, boot Windows, Ubuntu, and maybe another yep. Linux distribution. Uh, which would actually be, mm -hmm. like, really nerdy and geeky of me. So why did you choose Ubuntu and not uh, Red Hat or something like I that? I really only chose Ubuntu because it was the most popular, or maybe the second most mm -hmm. popular. Um, and I was actually thinking about doing Linux Mint, but I don't know. Ubuntu, I had already played around with it by downloading it on my Chromebook. Um, Samsung first gen. I was an early adopter. Uh, yes. Just just throwing that out there, you know, <laughs> early adopter. <laughs> yeah, I was I was right on the uh, bandwagon. Yeah, um, but I installed Ubuntu for like a day, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. But then I realized that it didn't really help me out at all because um, I still didn't have the drivers to download any programs or anything. So I was like, hey, right. wait a minute, this doesn't work. So. I just reverted back to Chrome OS. Yep. But sometimes it's fun to try. Yeah, it was it was really fun, and it made me look nerdy, too, because uh, it had, like, this... Um, I forget what it was called. It was, like, something shell, and uh, it was kind of like command lines, and it just went through right. all the command lines. It was really cool. It was just cool to watch. And once I got on it, yes. I got a little taste of it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I kind of really just chose Ubuntu because it was there, and I knew it was popular, and it's yep. kept up to date. 
That's important. Oh, yeah. Google Earth Pro is now free. It used to be 400 bucks. Do you know what Google Earth Pro actually did? No. Well, neither did I. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I have does no it do? idea. I'm guessing that it just uh, <laughs> gives you more features, which I really don't even care oh, about. So. Right? So, I... I mean, Google Earth is so yeah, much I, fun. Yeah, I like it. I didn't even know that there was a Google Earth Pro. I didn't <laughs> either. So maybe you can make your own maps Oh, that'd things. be cool. Yeah. I don't use Google Earth simply hmm. because it isn't on the Chromebook, so... Oh, yeah. Google Earth Pro for work. 3D maps and data mapping. So you'd have to have a really... A lot of processing power, I think, to run it. I only wish I had that much processing hmm. power. <laughs> so I wonder if it's like a CAD program. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Computer-assisted design. I still don't know what that is. <laughs> I know. I actually don't think I'll edit this out. <laughs> okay, because... never mind. You put it on the list, so I thought it was going to be something great. <laughs> I'm not even going to... You can edit that no, one out. I'm, I'm not. That's That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you an update on my Motorola $140 code. I, I requested it and got it. And it was supposed to be over by the 14th. And then I got an email a couple days ago saying they were extending it to the 17th. So I haven't missed my window yet. And for all the people who don't know what she's talking about, um, I almost said Microsoft. Um, Motorola has this little deal where you can get 140 bucks off a lot of stuff. Um, and then after that, you can get like some of the cheaper stuff for like 100 bucks off. I think it's like 75 bucks off a Moto 360. So it's definitely worth it to go check it out. It's for Valentine's Day and all that. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to buy anything because I only have 300 bucks to spend. Actually, no, I think it's like 350 to spend. So I don't know. All right. I'm still debating on the second gen. And you still Moto don't X. have Lollipop on your phone, eh? No, I don't. That's dumb. No sign of it even coming. But I think that it is a very slow rollout. Unless you're getting a new phone. Yeah. In which case, it would actually totally be worth it to get Android L because um, I like it. And they have a stability and bug uh, update that is coming to some devices. I think it's 5.1. I think we're already at 5.1. Possibly, yes. Possibly. Um, all right. So Netflix spammed my Twitter. Um, it was just like all a bunch of at Netflixes. Um, just because huh. they released House of Cards Season 3 for, like, an hour. And so people were, like, in the middle of watching it, and they went on to the next episode, and then it was like, unfortunately, uh, Netflix cannot find this. And so people oh. were up in arms about it. They were like, House of Cards is on Netflix, tweeted out to all my five followers, except for, like, the people who I followed who had, like, a couple million. And it was like... Net, or Netflix is amazing, and then it's like, 
I was actually watching this happen on my Twitter. I was like, oh, that's that's actually really interesting that they released it early. And then it's like, I'm I'm refreshing it just because I had nothing else to do. And I was like, looking through it, and it's just a bunch of at Netflixes. And it's like, why did you take it down? No, I was like, what, what are they talking about? So I scrolled down some, and I was like, oh, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> All those House of Cards people. <laughs> did you- do you watch House of Cards at all? Uh, yes, I watched the first two seasons, yeah. And are you anxious for season three? Because I haven't seen the end of season two. I haven't seen oh. House of Cards at all, so. You didn't watch either season? No. No, it's a good show. It's pretty dark, but Was it's it a good a show. cliffhanger? Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. so that's why people were, like, freaking out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's, they're going to be releasing it soon. I thought in March, March 1st or something, they were going to release it for real. But it's a Netflix original, you know, it's something that they've created themselves. And Amazon has been doing a lot more original programming, too. Yeah. So they don't have to pay for the rights to stream it. You got to face the music. Netflix has 35 million monthly payers, at least. So... Amazon, for all the Prime people out there who don't watch it, watch any Amazon Instant Video, I don't think I you're missing it. out I on much. I use both of them. Well, how do you like it? Do you first go to, like, if you're looking for a show, do you first go to Netflix or you, do you first go to Amazon? I first go to Netflix, unless it is kids movies because i know netflix doesn't have a lot of the disney things so i go right to amazon for that and that right there is why you know netflix isn't or uh, amazon instant video isn't as big as i could say as well that um, and you can't really queue things as well the interface for netflix is a lot more user-friendly than in Amazon. I have to go and look up what I want to watch every single time. It doesn't remember what I last watched or what season. So it's not as easy to use. Now, uh, don't tell uh, Amazon anybody, but um, I go onto your account and I, for a little while, I watched 24 because Mm -hmm. they took it off Netflix right when I wanted to watch it. Oh. Um, So I went on Amazon Instant Video on your account and yeah, I did ask you for all the people who are like, "Oh, you have to account." No, I didn't. <laughs> I did ask you, and yes. um, it was it was nice. And I watched it for the first four seasons, and then I kind of got bored of it because it was too slow paced. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it's set in real time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, big news that you've probably already heard about the uh, Samsung smart TVs listening to you all the time and sending it to a third party. You know, I saw the headlines and I didn't really check into the story. Well, in the uh, Samsung terms and agreements or whatever, uh, when you buy the TV or maybe when you sign up for something, the Samsung smart TVs have like a little voice command and then it'll start listening to you and doing that kind of stuff. But what it will do is it'll record you all the time and 
in the terms and services, it says that it can send this to a third party. So everybody's assuming that it is a uh, advertising thing, but what if it's right. not? You know, you got to think about it. It could be like a lone person who wants to know if you like Coca-Cola or Pepsi and they're doing like social experiments on you and that kind of, you know, nobody really right. knows. And I don't, to my knowledge, know if Samsung has said anything about this. Yep. Well, I mean, it should be, if they're doing it, it should be something you opt into. You should be Definitely. able, it should be off unless you say, okay. And they should be like, um, do you really want to, it should, it should be one of those where it's like, it should be an opt-in, and then it's like, do you really want to send this data to a third party? And I think it'd be okay if it wasn't always listening. If it was just, like, sending that data to a third party when uh, when you said the hot word, then that was fine. But since it's listening all the time, it, that's what makes it such a big deal. Right. See, I don't believe... I wouldn't want it on at all. I mean, what's the benefit for for me to let Samsung listen? Exactly. All right. Um, we're going to try to fit in a couple more stories in here really quick. Okay. Mark Burnett. 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 Something. I, I'm bad with names. Um, he's a security <laughs> researcher, and he released over 10 million passwords and their uh, corresponding logins to websites around the web. Um, he says that they aren't, like, any of the passwords and stuff aren't in use anymore. I'm seriously doubting that. And I went to his site, or the site that the torrent thingy was downloaded at, or where yeah. you can get the torrent, and I didn't download it because I actually think this is unethical, um, but I did, like... Um, I looked around on the website to see how big the file was. It's 85 megs for 10 million passwords and logins. And people can download these whenever they want. And on his site, he's like, uh, he has this little one part, and he's like, why the FBI shouldn't arrest me? <laughs> it, it just made me laugh. And he goes into detail on it, too. He's got, like, a page of just why the FBI, FBI shouldn't arrest him. It was funny. So he's releasing the info for research purposes. I'm reading about it now. It's a clean data set so people can research on how to make authentication security better. But then you got to think of the hackers and be like, oh, well, this person, this login right, is the same as this password that over and over. And that you can go on there and search. Well, you're thinking... I'm thinking. Um, he could say that they're dead, but they're dead on that website that he took them from. They, the same yeah. logins and passwords might still be used at a different site that he didn't look at. Uh, Google Helpouts is getting killed off by Google. Um, I wanted to do a Helpout thing um, just because I thought it'd be cool, but then uh, they killed it off, so... No more Google Helpouts for all of you people who wanted to go and be like, hey, hey, uh, uh, what's it called? Physical therapist, tell me why my arm's broken. Oh, I forgot you could do that. 
it was it was really cool but they were like oh the growth wasn't good enough and stuff like that anyway yeah um let's see let's see uh the whitehouse.gov uh website was down for security reasons while obama was doing a security speech (laughs) that's that's just ridiculous and funny at the same time well i think the government has kind of shown they're not very good at computer stuff (laughs) well apparently (laughs) like healthcare.gov Ugh, I I wasn't even a part of it, and it stressed me out. Yeah. I, I didn't have to sign up for my own thing, and people were freaking out about it. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> uh, LG released this Google Cardboard-like thing for... It's free for the LG G3 users. Uh, I really wanted to try out the Google Cardboard app and see if it was... I'm actually not even sure yet. Uh, see if it's usable on some of the um uhd smartphone screens and i'm guessing that it will be because this free thing goes on your lg g3 with your ultra high definition screen and it'll work with google cardboard app so i don't know why you don't just get google cardboard but this is a lot cheaper because it's free Mm -hmm. so check that out yeah i'll have to look for it Uh, some rumor right here. The Apple Watch is supposed to release in April, according to Tim Cook. Is there a price on it yet? The lowest end will be 350. Yeah. And then the gold one could be up to like five grand. Yeah. Why you'd ever do that? I have no idea. Especially for a poorly designed interface. Yes. Very poorly designed. Well, you don't know that yet, do you? No, they had a little demonstration at the... What you call it? WWDC. Yep. Yeah. But it wasn't done yet. Well, no, but it's just the essentials were there, and it's just weird. Um, right. Speaking of developer conferences, Google I.O. is supposed to be happening um, on, I think it's May 28th through 29th. Uh-huh. And so I will be waiting at my... Uh, at my Google I.O. 2015 uh, couch spot with yeah. my Google <laughs> I.O. 2015 app. and uh, They'll stream some those. of it. Yeah. And what I'm really anxious to see is Product Aura. Right, yes. I really want to see that. Yep. Um, and I think we're actually about done. Uh, Microsoft acquired Sunrise Calendar, which is a nicely designed, user-friendly good-looking um, calendar app and web interface for $100 million, over $100 million. Oh, yes. I can't, I can't speak. <laughs> I have Sunrise Calendar. I like it. It's pretty I cool. I do. Yep, me too. Um, me too. WordLens is getting integrated into the Google uh, Translate app. So for people who don't know, word lens is like this little thing where you take a picture of this thingy in another language and then it'll translate it in about the same font and same color and everything. And Google acquired them over six months ago, uh, a long time ago. And um, yeah, it's finally been integrated into Google Translate. So it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I think that's great. Very handy. I wish I'd had it when I was in Denmark. Now, the Apple brick system, uh, you can remotely brick your phone if it gets stolen. But this has decreased the uh, smartphone theft in, I think it's like Italy or something, by over, I think it's 70%. I know it's at least over 50%. Pretty sure it's over 70%. And that's incredible because, A, it shows that a lot of people were getting their iPhones stolen, and now the word is out that they can remotely brick them if you steal them. And also it just shows that, People like to steal the iPhones, and yeah, and it's pretty cool. And now I have that option on my Moto X. I signed up for that. If I lose it, I mean, not necessarily stolen, but if I lose it or yeah, it does get stolen, I can do the same thing. What do you use for it? Do you use like a, a Motorola native app, or do you use yes? A, uh, this one happens to be a Motorola native app because I know that the. It's a Google app. Um, You download it, and it has, like, full control over your system, and you can, like, erase it and stuff like that, make it ring. Forget what it's called. Yep. Yep. No, I put that on on my phone and on Peter's phone. Because there's a lot of information in there that you don't want other people to have. It's bad enough your phone gets stolen. You don't want your other information out there definitely all right uh, so i have a couple things before you go uh first of all um i will be auctioning off an inbox invite now i know that you can just ask for one from google and i think that they're definitely giving them to you now but if you want to support the podcast then you can email me at jwcorbeil at gmail.com um i'll send you an inbox invite you have inbox how do you like it auntie i like it i like visually how it looks it was a little disconcerting not to see the times of the email but it does break it up by day and now that i've gotten used to it i do like it quite a bit uh inbox tweeted out that more than 41 percent of all your reminders were snoozed (laughs) (laughs) so um that's that's bad but maybe we're i i don't know i actually just for reminders i just send myself an email and then swipe them over to the left so then i can um have them like emailed to me later on so then I just get the notification because reminders don't really work for me in Google now or anything anyway I'll be choosing somebody to uh, get the invite if uh, you want to support the podcast and you don't have an inbox invite uh, you also need a gmail that's the only way that inbox will work but um, inbox I just love it so just email me at whatever my email was that I just told you. And then um, so tell me, tell me, okay, tell me one thing. How many emails do you get every day? Because that's the main use for it. Because then you can just swipe them all away really quick. And that's what I really use it for. So uh, tell me how many emails you get. And don't lie, oh, please. So I, You mean you want them or do you want me to tell you how many I get? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, both, I guess. <laughs> I probably get a hundred a day. A day, like regular emails or like um, in your promotions and well, updates both. and in that kind In my primary, of stuff. I probably it's probably evenly split. In the social, I don't get a whole lot because I don't do much social things, but. Um, I'd say it's about split 50-50 in the primary and promotions. And that's not my work. I also get many at work, but I have to use Outlook for that. All right. That is a wrap. Thank you for talking with me, Auntie. Um, It's been really fun, and I will see you hopefully in two weeks. And I think I can actually get this up today. All uh, edited and everything uh, by tonight, probably. All right. Peace out. And happy Valentine's Day. Late Valentine's Day. Hey, you too. What'd you do for Valentine's Day? I uh, downloaded Ubuntu onto the computer. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to spend my Valentine's Day. (laughs) You are a geek. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny. All right. Well, we'll be talking soon. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Leave a comment on iTunes whenever you want. Special thanks to the company who did our podcast album art. Uh, they'll do, obviously, podcast art. And they'll do um, website designs. They'll do a lot. So check them out at podcastdesigns.com. They're reasonably priced, and I love them. And if I do some of my other podcasts, then I will definitely be using them. And don't forget that you can always direct message me or tweet at me at Jack W. Corb, J-A-C-K-W-C-O-R-B, or you can email me about the show at J-W-C-O-R-B-E-I-L at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And I would love your feedback on these two ideas. First idea, uh, I would be thinking of doing another podcast. It would be me telling a story week by week, um, and then it would change every month, so I'd tell the same story kind of, like in the same the same sequence, I guess, that kind of story would be in the same month. And then the next month, it would be a different story. But it's just one week by week. And I just wanted to run it by you, see what you guys thought. And my other idea for a podcast was interviewing people who were doing potentially successful uh, Kickstarter campaigns. I'm not sure about that one as much, but it just sounded like a good idea. So uh, send me some feedback on that, and that would be awesome. Thanks.